0: Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISSPORTS.net, and your host each and every week right here for the WSN podcast. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have something special in store this week, not only on the WSN podcast, but on the basketball court, specifically boys' basketball. And that's where we're going to focus this week is in boys' basketball. Next week, we're going to turn our attention pretty heavy To the girls' basketball game, but this week it's all about boys' basketball, because man, oh man, this might be the best week on the calendar uh, in terms of quality of games, three nights specifically, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Not only the best this season, but perhaps the best in a long, long time. When you talk about regular season, when you talk about... Highly ranked matchups, conference rivalries, elite players, elite teams, um, out-of-state opponents, elite out-of-state opponents, top-level talent. We have everything this week in high school basketball. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to be uh, very, very uh, blessed to have a conversation with a good friend of mine, the all-time winningest coach in the state of Wisconsin for boys' basketball director of the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association, legendary Cuba City head coach Jerry Pettigrew, who will join us in a minute to share his thoughts on this year's team, which is undefeated and top-ranked, his uh, journey as a head coach, some of his uh, things that he's experienced, some of the things that are uh, upcoming for high school basketball in terms of kind of off-the-court types of things. So looking forward to that conversation and we're going to talk to him about a game that he has tomorrow night on Thursday, a showdown between his Cuba City Cubans undefeated, top-ranked in Division 4, and the Darlington Redbirds, also undefeated, ranked third in Division 4. That's just one of a number of incredible games this weekend. If you just look at Thursday, we'll start with Thursday's schedule. So we've got Cuba City Darlington. That's number one versus number three. You also have Dominican and St. Cats. That's number one in D3, St. Catharines. Number five in D3, Dominican. Both teams undefeated. You have uh, a big showdown in the Badger North, Wanakee and Reedsburg. Now, Reedsburg got knocked off by DeForest recently, their first loss of the year, but still a huge game in the Badger North. You have Madison LaFollette and Madison East. A couple of uh, rivals in the Big 8 Conference, both ranked in the top 10 of Division I. Marcusan and Randolph, both undefeated in league play so far. Plymouth and Moraine Lutheran, I believe, both undefeated in league as well. And Almond Bancroft and Wild Rose, both undefeated in conference action. So that's just Thursday's schedule. If that was, you know, our, our best games of the entire weekend, man, that would be awesome. But it's not. That's just Thursday's schedule. How about Friday? You have the top two teams in Division II scoring off for the first time of what could be three matchups, what likely will be three matchups between those teams. Top-ranked lacrosse central with Johnny Davis, Jordan Davis, Terrence Thompson, all Division I prospects, all Division I commits. Taking on Onalaska, uh, a very, very talented team. Their only loss was to Minnehaha Academy out of Minnesota. Uh, Just a very well-rounded team with uh, good size, with good guard play, with good depth, with uh, you know just outstanding uh, basketball uh, team in general, in terms of how they play the game. You love it. You also have a huge showdown in Division One, The top-ranked team, Sussex-Hamilton, against third-ranked Brookfield Central last year's state champion in Division One. So you've got a one-versus-two and a one-versus-three matchup on Friday night. Some other huge games on Friday night as well. If we stay in Division I, Kimberly, who's ninth in the latest poll, takes on Nina, who is sixth. So that'll be for control of the FVA. Staying in the Fox Valley area in the Fox River Classic Conference, the FRCC, Ashwabanon is the only unbeaten team in league play up there, and they take on De Pere, who's tied for second. You have Sheboygan Lutheran, the top-ranked team in Division V, facing off against a very good Kohler team. And you also have Whitefish Bay and Slinger, both teams, uh, I think, tied for first right now in the North Shore Conference, a league that is uh, really very competitive, uh, especially in the top half or uh, even the top six teams. Uh, Whitefish Bay and Slinger tied at the top with 7-1 and one conference records. So some incredible games on Friday night, but it continues into Saturday. You have the Luke Homan Classic at Brookfield Central, uh, named in honor of Luke Homan, a former standout at Brookfield Central, also at uh, UW-La Crosse, uh, passed away tragically uh, a number of years ago, a good friend of Joe Thomas and, and Ben Strickland, former players at Brookfield Central, uh, and they hold a, uh, an annual basketball tournament in his name down at Brookfield Central. Speaking of Brookfield Central, in that event, they'll take on a very good Wisconsin Lutheran team, and of course, that comes just a day after. They had that huge showdown against Sussex Hamilton. Dominican, we talked about them having a game Thursday night against the undefeated top ranked team, uh, Racine St. Catharines. They're going to make a trip out to Massachusetts for Saturday in a uh, real primetime event, primetime matchup. Uh, of course, Alex Antetacumpo plays for Dominican, the younger brother of Giannis. And they're going to be playing a Sierra Canyon team from California that uh, features some of the best talent in the entire country. Uh, There's a number of uh, high-level Division I players. They've got uh, a couple of five-star recruits, but they also have Dwayne Wade's son. They also have LeBron James' son, who's a freshman. So some real star power uh, for that one. And then uh, the uh, big event on Saturday, the Midwest Players Classic, which uh, has grown now in its 10th year and has become one of the best in-season tournaments of the entire year, in-season events of the entire year. Uh, just a great schedule of games, once again, put together by uh, the organizers of that event, uh, Brad Reinhardt, the, the head coach at Aquinas, and, and the group that runs it, uh, the Blue Golds Booster Club, very involved, obviously, as well. Some great games featuring Wisconsin teams versus Minnesota teams, uh, including Melrose-Mendoro taking on La Le- Crescent, You have DeForest uh, against St. Croix Lutheran. Things start to pick up a little bit at the 2 o'clock game as Caledonia, who is uh, always a big-time contender in Minnesota. They're the top-ranked team right now. Um, They feature uh, the King brothers, two of the King brothers left. Uh, The senior, Noah, is committed or was committed to South Dakota State but recently reopened his commitment and is uh, catching a lot of attention. And then Eli, his younger brother, is a sophomore, has some Division I offers as well. They have won, I believe it's five straight football state titles, and they'll take on Lourdes Academy, the defending runner-up in Division IV in the state of Wisconsin. Madison East will play Minneapolis North. Minneapolis North uh, was a runner-up last year at state. They're ranked fourth right now. Uh, Very good team once again. The 5-10 game, how about Sun Prairie and Onalaska? Two of the top-ranked teams in Wisconsin. Sun Prairie, of course, the runners-up in Division I last year. They're ranked fourth right now on Alaska. is going to be coming off that huge game Friday night against La Crosse Central, and they get right back at it with that game against Sun Prairie. The highlight game, the, the spotlight game, is 6.45 as Minnehaha Academy takes on Madison La Follette. La Follette is undefeated. they ranked second. Tremendous, tremendous guard play for the Lancers. Uh, but they're going to take on a Minnehaha team that has – at least three high-level Division One prospects. Jalen Suggs, a senior guard, seems like he's been there forever, and they play in the, in the Midwest Players Classic pretty much every year. Um, Suggs recently committed to uh, Gonzaga. He's the sixth-ranked player in the, in the country by ESPN. They also have junior seven-footer Chet Holmgren, who's ranked second in the country. Seven-foot, weighs about 190 pounds, rail-thin but incredibly talented, very, very skilled, and everybody in the country is after him, of course. Sophomore Prince Aligbe uh, saw him the last couple years, even as an eighth grader. You could see the potential that he has. Just an incredible athlete, a high flyer, uh, multiple scholarship offers as well. And then they close it out with a girls' game this year. Traditionally, the girls have, have played a game as part of the event, and it was uh, oftentimes the first day, first game of the day. This year, it's the last game of the, ga- the day, and it's a, a great one. Aquinas, the two-time champions in Wisconsin in Division IV, loaded with talent, Lexi Donarski headed to Iowa State. Her younger sister, Macy, has a D1 offer. Courtney Becker is a D1 player, some really very good players on that team. They're going to take on the Minnehaha Academy girls basketball team, who's also a a very strong team in Minnesota. They're ranked third in, uh, in Minnesota's Class 2A. So uh, really a strong, strong lineup of games once again. I'll be there on Saturday, uh, weather-dependent a little bit, but looking to get there for some of the afternoon games uh, beginning in the afternoon. So look forward for updates on Wisports.net throughout the day there as is, uh, is I take in the games and uh, really looking forward to a great, great day of basketball. And with this busy, busy week of high school basketball, especially on the boys' side, uh want to take a look and, and have a conversation with the dean of basketball in the state of Wisconsin, the winningest coach in state history, the president of the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association, and my good friend uh, from Cuba City, Jerry Pettigrew, the head coach there of the Cubans. Coach, uh certainly appreciate you taking some time to uh, to chat with us here on the WSN podcast.
1: Thank you, Travis, and It's nice to be on, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, so let's uh let's talk about this year's Cubans team. You're undefeated, off to a perfect start, um, ranked number one in the latest uh Wisports.net coaches poll, actually been number one all season. Uh tell us a little bit about this year's team and kind of what has made you guys click so well here in the early going.
1: Yeah, well probably. You know, we had a we had a good team last year, Travis. We won seventeen games. I had uh basically four starters coming back. And then uh I received a gift uh in that uh, uh Braden Daly transferred uh from Mineral Point to Cuba City and um that sort of set things going with uh Daly six six and Miskey 6'4", six four, two juniors and then a kid that is really uh under the radar, but he would be just a top notch player for any program in the state, Riley Richards. And uh, they made a mistake in the office in the Cuba city office. They put him down as six foot. He's closer probably to six, two, six, three, and, uh, just a really, really good athlete. And then Travis, I, I believe I've got two of the best guards in the state in Brady Olson and Jackson. Knoll. so we've got five guys that can score. That's the first thing. And, uh, five guys that are runners. That's the second thing. And, uh, uh, and they love to play basketball. Uh, the attitude has been tremendous, and uh, that's been sort of the secret of our success: is that uh, a starting five that is really, really pretty good and uh, well balanced uh, inside and out. And uh, so it's been a fun season so far.
0: You talked about the addition of Braden Daly and, and what he brings to the table is, uh, like you said, a six-six kid that is a Division One. Uh, prospect Uh, how has he fit in not just from you know the standpoint of what he adds as an individual player but what he adds to the team uh, what he adds on the court and what he adds off the court and you know as a a teammate for all these uh, new teammates yeah
1: you know he's a very very quiet kid he doesn't say a lot Uh, I think he's adjusted very well to Cuba City uh and now his two sisters are down here in Cuba city. So uh, uh, basically Cuba got three daily kids coming in and, and uh, uh, a uh, straight four point student uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Princeton is coming in to watch him play. And I think in my 56 years, Travis first time I had an Ivy league school come in and look at one of my players. So that's kind of exciting. And uh but no, he's he's fit in very, very well, and, uh, as I said, uh, doesn't say a lot. A pretty quiet kid on and off the court, uh, has adjusted well to school here, and uh, has been just a, a really, really good teammate for the rest of our kids.
0: The SWAL that uh, Cuba City competes in is, uh, year in and year out, a very, very tough league. There's been some very good players and teams that have come through there the last few years. This year's no different. Uh, Pretty much all year, three teams at least have been ranked in the top ten of the coaches' poll, including uh, another undefeated team that you take on tomorrow night, Thursday, as you uh, take on the Darlington Redbirds, uh, welcome them to the Cuba City High School, Take us through that matchup and, and what you think of, uh, of Darlington and, and how tough of a game that's going to be.
1: Yeah. Darlington's just a really, really excellent basketball team. And, uh, to my, as I've been telling the kids, I think two times this year, Travis, that, uh, we probably have been the underdog. Uh, we went up against Brookfield Academy and at the time they were ranked third and we were ranked first, but, uh, uh, Academy, their schedule was unbelievable. And uh, uh, and they've got three Division One kids on that team, and uh, so that was the first time. The second time I think will be the underdog is tomorrow night. I really like Tarleton's team. I think that they uh, uh, kid, two kids that have been under the radar. I think a lot of people know about Carter Lancaster. To me, he's one of the best players in the state. And then a kid by the name of Rankin, uh, a junior 6'5 kid, uh, really, really nice player. And then they surround him with uh, uh, a couple of good guards and a kid by the name of Stone and a kid by the name of Evenstead and a well-coached team by by uh, uh, Coach Uppana And uh, it should be a a really good thing for basketball in southwest Wisconsin. But uh, uh, make no mistake about it, Uh, we know that we're in for a battle royal tomorrow night. Darlington's a great team. And as I said before, I keep telling the kids they're the underdog in this one because uh, Darlington beat Fenimore by 13, 15 points. And uh, in all honesty, we should have lost to Fenimore. It was a double overtime game, and uh, uh, Fenimore deserved to win that basketball game. But somehow we survived, and uh, and th- you need that luck every once in a while. So should be a good game tomorrow night.
0: We're talking with WBCA president and the state's winningest coach, Jerry Pettigrew of Cuba City. Coach, you, you go back uh, 49 years as a head coach, I believe this is for you, starting at Gratiot mm-hmm. and, and the last, last many years at Cuba City, of course. What has kept you in it for so long as a high school basketball coach when when many other people have either, you know, kind of burned out early or or moved on or retired? Uh, what keeps you going year to year?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, this is my 49th year at Cuba City, and then I spent four years over at Gratiot, which is now part of the South Wayne School District. So uh, 53 years as head coach, and then I was in Illinois for uh, four years, so this is actually 57 years that we're going on here. And people will say to me, Travis, they'll say, "Uh, are you still coaching? (laughs) I'll say, yes, I am still coaching. Uh, And and I would give credit to my wife. uh, We could be in Florida. (laughs) We could be a number of places, but I'd rather be in the gym to be honest with you. And I've always had the philosophy, you know, it really doesn't cut into our lifestyle. We're both retired. We do what we want. We travel a lot. Uh, It's just uh, between November and March. uh, We know we're here. We we know we're here. And uh, uh, Travis, it's fun. It's fun. I still enjoy it. Uh, I, I must admit though, the bus rides to, uh, basketball and and get a little long but but otherwise i really enjoy it i enjoy practice i enjoy being around kids uh so and this has been a wonderful experience this year with a group of kids that, that uh, uh attitude has been tremendous so that i guess that's the reason why i still stay at it uh i know it's got to come to an end here soon uh but uh while this year is going on, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy it because I know there's not many more.
0: So you go back 53 years, and, and when you started at Gratiot, I mean, what were you thinking? What were your goals at that time as a as a head coach? You know, I'm going to do this for a little while. I'm going to do it for X number of years. What was kind of the mindset when you started back uh, back at Gratiot?
1: Yeah, it, you know, it was uh, it was interesting because the superintendent at Gratiot name was Henry Steiner. And Henry said, uh, there are not too many expectations, coach. He said they only won three or four games last year. So he said, uh, not too many expectations. And oh, boy, I, I've been fortunate, Travis. I walked into a really good situation. Had some great kids at Jurassic. Uh We won a couple of conference championships, won 18 games one year, 17 the next year. Uh, I was just really happy. Uh, and as far as goals, uh, you know, I never really thought about it back then being a young coach. Uh, the other day I had a, a young coach say to me, coach, if you could give me, uh, you know, uh, one nugget that I could take with me as a head coach, what would you say? And I, I looked at him and I said, take as many psychology classes as you can in college, because I think that the biggest job for a head coach is understanding kids, understanding kids. And it changes so much, Travis. I mean, it changes so much. I've went through the short socks, long socks, uh, short shorts, long shorts, uh, you know? And so I think that, uh, I've been fortunate because I, uh, uh kids make me stay young, especially mentally. And, uh, I would tell many young coaches. I would say, "Hey, first thing, if you're teaching, you've got to love that classroom. That's your main emphasis is the classroom, and then uh, you know, coaching." Because I've heard a lot of young coaches say to me, "Well, I really like coaching, but I don't care for teaching." Well, they're not going to be in it long, Travis. They're not going to be in it long. Uh, Your main job is in the classroom, and then the extension of that classroom to the gymnasium, but uh, uh, it's been fun, Travis. It really has.
0: Before we let you go, I want to touch base on some kind of off the court type things. Uh, You know, you've obviously uh, been very involved in the WBCA and uh, some of the work that has been done with that organization and just high school sports in general, high school basketball. It's been a very transformative time over the last number of years. You even go back to the five divisions, you go to, uh, the change to halves, the additional um, games that have been allowed, some other things that have either been talked about, uh, such as the shot clock, the um, you know yeah. competitive equity, things like that. What are some of the other things that might be on the horizon for high school basketball or the WBCA specifically that are kind of uh, catching your attention as the president of the WBCA?
1: Yeah, I think that, that uh, all the things that you've mentioned, uh I, I, I really look upon Wisconsin as one of the most progressive states. And uh, and you got to give credit to uh, uh, Deb Hauser, who was uh, in charge of basketball for so many years. And then now Kate uh, Abiod, uh She's done a tremendous job stepping in for Deb. And then uh, Dave Anderson. Dave Anderson, as the leader of the uh, WIAA, He's been very receptive to the changes that have taken place, and he's done a, a great job in the leadership role of WIAA. WIAA. Uh, as far as what's on the horizon, uh, you know, I think that that one of the, the things that's probably coming down the pike, Travis, is uh, uh, you know seating. Uh, right now, the coaches do the seating. You have a, a lot of coaches that feel that. Hey, there's so many conference schools in the air and they vote together as a block. And, and uh, some don't think that the seating is always fair. Uh, so I, I think they may be looking at, I, I know football is, and I think basketball in another year, uh, computer seating. Uh, and so I think that is something as far as the shot clock, I don't think you're going to see a shot clock in Wisconsin or Uh, in the other states unless the national federation of high school uh, unless they pass it if they pass it then uh you're probably going to get states that'll fall in in place you know what i mean and i know that you know i've always been in favor of the shot clock but i also can live without the shot clock so uh you know it's one of those hot button topics but uh I always say whatever improves basketball, whatever improves basketball. Another thing Travis uh, that I think the college game has that maybe uh, you know that circle uh, uh, right around the rim there whether it's a charge or whether it's a block, whether you got a foot in that circle or whether you got a foot out of that circle, I think something like that could be coming uh down the road, you know. Uh I I think that on the women 's side uh, you know i 'm concerned that the numbers have not been there the last while, and uh, uh, give volleyball a lot of credit. Uh, volleyball has been out there, and they 're strong and vibrant and what have you and and girls' basketball our numbers are suffering and uh, and, and that 's something that I think that we as an organization have to look at and how do we promote uh, the game of basketball, so that the numbers do not start declining like uh, you know, we 've seen here in the past number of years, and I might also add Travis that the work that you and, and North Dirsch and before you, uh, Nick Cartos and, and Mark Miller, my goodness uh, uh, you 're the arm of high school sports. In the state of Wisconsin and with sports, I mean uh, you guys do a tremendous job and and uh, anything that can promote high school athletics uh, wholesome, good high school athletics, I think that that is there. Uh, another thing Travis is always conference realignment. where do you fall uh, you 're always going to uh, Uh, You know, uh, private schools and so on and so forth. Those are always hot-button topics, but uh, through it all, I think that we come down that uh, we probably uh, are involved with one of the greatest sports in, in the world in basketball.
0: Well, Coach, appreciate the uh, the kind words, and uh, again, appreciate you joining us for a few minutes here and, and giving your perspective on your team this year, your career as a head coach uh, over uh, over the years at Cuba City and uh, and before. Uh, best of luck, not only against a very good Darlington team later this week, but throughout the year, a very good uh, SWAL conference and a Division Four that's shaping up to be very interesting. So good luck, Coach, and I'm sure we'll talk to you down the road.
1: Hey, thank you, Travis, and have a great day, my friend.
0: So there you have it. A great conversation with Coach Pettigrew. Great insight to his team this year. Again, kind of his coaching journey over the years. And uh, just love talking with Coach Pettigrew. I could uh, talk with him or or even just listen to him talk for hours and hours. Uh, Always a a great person to talk to. A good friend of WSN for many, many years. One of our first supporters uh, was Coach Pettigrew in the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. And can't thank him enough for everything that he has done for us over the years. So that'll do it for this edition of the Wisports.net podcast. Uh, again, such a huge week of games. I know the weather is not going to be good. Maybe, depending on whether the meteorologist lied again. Uh, Friday and Saturday looking like could have some impacts with the weather. But try to get out. Try to get to some games. Get to, if you're in uh, the Milwaukee area, get to that Luke Holman Classic on Saturday. Get to the, the Sussex-Hamilton-Brookfield Central game uh, on Friday night. If you're anywhere in Western Wisconsin, the lacrosse center on Saturday is the place to be for the Midwest Players Classic. Check it out. You can check out a full preview at Wisports.net. We'll post it out a few more times on social media as well. Uh, But this is such a huge week with so many big games. Find a way, if you can, to get to a game. But until then, I am Travis Wilson, the general manager at Wisports.net, and this has been a Wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.